What is up, everybody? Dan Kenobio alongside former world champion Chris Algieri. And today we are reacting to a big upset. It was Liam Smith knocking out Chris Eubank Jr. in the fourth round. Plus 950 odds if you had that. And Chris, I'll ask you flat out, how shocked were you that Liam Smith knocked out Chris Eubank Jr.? I think I'm in that group of people that um, that were very, very shocked. Uh, you know, I, I predicted that Eubank was going to win on points. I think we said that on the show. I hate being wrong, but I do love a good upset. And that was a, a great, incredible performance by by Liam Smith and um, an incredible out, outcome and stoppage. But yeah, very, very unexpected. And I'm, I'm quite shocked. I think the, the first three rounds, you could have said that Eubank won two of them behind I had that, yeah. a really athletic jab, um, moving around in there. And I was like, okay, he's going to use his length. He's going to use his reach. And... He's going to box in there and eventually, you know, that power will come through like it always does. And for the most of his career, Chris Eubank is known to have a very good chin. You know, he's been yeah. in there with some of big hit heavy hitters at 168, a weight class above the weight class he was fighting at. And we'll get to uh, the weight of, of Chris Eubank and whether he'll stay there or, or not. But that third round where he was teeing off on Smith, he was landing some big uppercuts. And I think he got a little bit cocky. I think he got a little complacent. And I watched an interview with Roy Jones after the fight, his trainer, and he said pretty much the same thing. He's like, I think he got a little bit away from the game plan. He felt that he was hurting him in that third round. So he started putting his hands down a little bit, started dancing around, started fighting like Roy Jones Jr., which you said last week shouldn't do that. Um, and then he got caught up against the ropes with a perfect punch, bounced his head off the ropes. Uh, the thing about Liam Smith is – he, when he smells blood in the water, he goes after it. He's very accurate, and he's got a lot of intelligence in there. He's been around for a long time, and he sees the, the moment. Ended up knocking him out. I was shocked. I think it was a big shocker. I think it's early upset of the year. But I do think that Eubank Jr. got away from the game plan, got a little cocky in there. You know, a little bit. The, the writing was on the wall a little bit. You know, I, I mentioned in the last show, just stylistically, the way they matched up. And the more that Eubank employed that Roy Jones-esque style with the hand down and pulling straight back and using his reactions could be trouble against a guy like Liam Smith, who is fundamentally extremely sound, comes forward, is always in position to punch, and yeah. lets his hands go. I always talk about combination punchers and how I miss them. I love a guy who throws combination punching punches, and Liam Smith does that. As soon as he had Eubank hurt, he let his hands go. Both hands, both sides, up and down. It, it, was, a, it was a beautiful finish for, for, for Smith. But yeah, I saw things early on in that fight. Eubank, who normally has got pretty decent power, especially, you know, he usually can shock guys. You know, he dropped uh, Williams a bunch of times with jabs, shots out of nowhere. You know, he, he's he's got solid power. But um, it felt like Liam, Liam Smith was just walking through everything. Even those uppercuts, the, the string of three, four, five uppercuts that Eubank landed at the end of that third round. I, I went back, I watched the fight in its entirety, Right straight away after the fight ended, I watched it again from from the beginning, from the top, and I'm kind of looking through. Certain times, Eubank just he just didn't look strong, he didn't look steady, and his power wasn't the same. I personally think it's the weight. I don't think 160 was a good move for him. At 168, he was strong and durable. At 160, he has not shown that. Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, since you're an expert on this, it's at 168, he obviously looked a lot better. At 160, with the weight cut. How big does a weight cut play into whether he was dehydrated, punch resistance? Because we're talking about a guy that, like we said, is kind of synonymous with a very good shin. So the do you think it's hard to tell? Do you think there was a a bad weight cut? How much was getting down to one sixty 
in your you know early 30s how much does that play a role in like punch resistance and and getting knocked out like that oh it absolutely can i mean when you see guys that normally are, are durable and they and they they don't take a shot the same way it's very easy to think of, especially fighters on the inside well did you cut a lot of weight was it a bad weight cut every weight cut's different i don't necessarily think that um you make possibly have a bad weight cut because honestly he he seems like he makes the weight easy but that doesn't mean that it's good or healthy so he gets himself down there i was looking at his legs last night in the ring they, they looked very very thin um more so than than I, I think i remember in the past it stood out to me how thin his legs and his quads looked compared to what i've seen in the past so even if the weight cut went relatively smoothly it doesn't mean that he was as strong as could be and and um wasn't malnourished or under underfed or, or dehydrated if you're dehydrated, your punch resistance goes way down. It has to do with physiologically what's going on within your brain. Your cerebral spinal fluid, which is the fluid that encases your brain and keeps it from rattling around, is fluid. So yeah. if you're in a very dehydrated state, you're going to have less of that fluid in there. Your your your, your brain is going to slosh around a lot more. And um, you know the chances of getting a concussion and getting knocked out are way higher. Sounds like me after a night of drinking. I'm very, very dehydrated. Yeah, your brain is 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 shrinking and is sloshing around after but that. No one's boost. punching me in the head, so that's Bingo. yeah. Well, hopefully, um, hopefully. I mean, mean streets in New York City these days. You well, not the, yeah, not the next day. Um, we can go on with with you, Banky, here before we get to to Liam Smith and what was a re- career defining win for for him. The Connor Ben fight is probably up in smoke now. You would think, right? You mm-hmm. it lost a little bit of its luster. People telling me that if anything, it's gained momentum. I I don't see that. Um. Yeah. This was a big money fight for Eubank. It was a big money fight for Ben. I don't quite understand Conor Ben's reaction. Um, he posted a video. He was like laughing. Him and his dad were like celebrating. It's like you're laughing at the fact that your money fight just blew up in front of your face. How was that yeah. funny? Like I understand you had a rivalry with the guy, and it was pretty much based off the fact that Eubank was calling you out on on uh, your, the PED use. But your big time fight just blew up your face. It's probably that fight's probably gone. Yeah, if we went back to September and we were talking about the fight, I actually predicted Ben to win. I th- I thought some of the things that uh, Liam Smith was able to capitalize on Eubank, the pulling up straight and being down in the middle, were, were going to be how Ben was going to be able to, to to get the win, and also because of the weight. Seeing Eubank at one sixty now, seeing him at one fifty, thinking about him at one fifty seven. Do you think uh, Ben would have knocked him out at one fifty seven? Yeah, I, I well let's, I, let's... I, go. Uh, let's say that Ben wasn't on PEDs. <laughs> yeah. a, a normal Connor Ben. I don't even know if you could even do that because we don't know how far it goes back. But yeah, can could Ben probably could have knocked out Eubank at that? I think he's just at that weight. He just doesn't have the same durability. No, absolutely not. And and you know, yeah, I, I, I agree with you for you know Ben's reaction is very odd to to be celebrating your money fight being being up in smoke and and the fact that. I would be super pissed because I just because now I would look at that and be like I could have knocked that guy out too. I would have been able to knock him out, especially if he was three pounds lighter than he was there. Um, so the opportunity lost would be that would that would eat me up. I I don't I don't necessarily understand that reaction, but you know this is this is boxing and sometimes you know we uh, if we respond immediately, it's not always maybe not always the the, the smartest thing to do, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where he goes from here. You know where that fight goes from here. I, I would assume, or I would like to see Eubank go back up to sixty-eight. <clears throat> yeah, and if it goes to one sixty-eight, like Ben's not going that high. I think no. Connor Ben said he would go if the defend, if that fight did happen. Ben would would probably have to go to one sixty, which is a stretch for him being a one forty yeah. one hundred forty-seven pounder. I also wonder if Connor Ben 
feels like, damn, I, did I really need PEDs to, to knock out Chris Eubank? I'm sure in the back of his mind he's thinking that, but he's not going to let you see that reaction. Mm-hmm. He's only going to laugh at him. Uh, there is a rematch clause in this fight that was talked about afterwards. It's a big part of boxing these days is adding rematch clauses to fights that probably don't need them. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing a rematch. I think Chris Eubank will probably activate it. Uh, why not? Um, it was an upset win. Uh, it's it was a ticket seller. The freaking crowd was amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to these British fans are off the charts. I mean, that place was full. It was loud. This was a non-title fight. This was a fight between two guys that were in their mid-30s who have seen better days, and yet it, the atmosphere was electric, and I love that about the UK uh, fight scene. But there is a rematch clause, and I think Liam Smith w- would take it. I think uh, Chris Eubank will activate it. They do it at Anfield Stadium in the summer. That could be a, a, a huge, huge thing. So we could see a rematch. I would not be shocked. Yeah, I, I would. Ass- I assume it would be. I think Eubank would, would want it. Um, I think Liam can can make some good money on that, you know. So, but you know, there was a lot of talk of I saw some things on social media. You know, look, what about Liam Smith with Triple G? You know, yeah. and that's a fight that makes sense too. And it's yeah, it it's probably a bigger money fight for uh, for Liam. Um, it's definitely a uh, probably a better legacy fight because now we can say that he fought both Canelo and Triple G. Wow. You know, win lose win lose or draw. That's that's the that's a, those are those are career defining opponents. Um, I don't know. Liam Smith seems like a good guy. All, all those guys are, and I, I'm I'm happy for him to to have this at this stage of his career. He's got a, a career defining win, and he's going to make some money in the next couple the next couple fights. Yeah, let's talk about um, Liam Smith now. Uh, career defining win, like you said. Now this is four straight stoppage wins for him. Um, a resurgence. I think he's ten and two. Since the Canelo fight, which was in 2016, which he was defined for uh, for a while. So it's nice to see someone bounce back from that and now have a, a career-defining win because this is it for him uh, over Chris Eubank so far. But he's now a player at 160. I mean, we've talked about how barren 160 is and and just how unorganized the division is. But you look, you're talking about a guy that has a name. You're talking about a guy that has a following. And you're talking about a division that has a 40-year-old unified champion in Golovkin, has a, another champion in Jamal Charlo who has one fight since 2020. And then you got Jaime Munguia, who has one of the strangest careers in recent memory. And you got uh, Janabek, who is a WBO champion because Andre gave up his belt, and Janabek can't get anyone in the ring with him because of the risk-reward scenario that we often see play out in boxing. That's the top four in the in middleweight division. At The ring has Eubank five. So Liam Smith just beat Eubank. Where does that put Liam Smith? Because he's not in this top ten at all. On uh, ring. Not, that, not that the ring is the end-all, be-all, but I do use it as a good barometer um, of, of ratings. So Liam Smith, I mean, Golovkin looking for that big fight, right? We just talked about it last week. A uh, big stadium fight in the summer. Liam Smith, Golovkin. It's a winnable fight for Golovkin. He can get that big payday, which he's searching for. Would not be shocked by that, but you go back to the rematch clause. Like, Eubank is going to activate it if he wants that fight. And he can, if Eubank thinks he can beat Smith, which he said after the fight, uh, you know, I, I'm the better fighter. I just got caught. Uh, it won't happen again. We have a rematch clause. Then they're going to fight in the summer, and then we won't get Liam Smith versus Golovkin. But 
there are some names. Like, I like to see Liam Smith fight Golovkin. I like to see Liam Smith fight Munguia. I like to see him fight Charlo. I like to see him Again, he, 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 already fought, he, he already fought Munguia, but... He did? Yeah, they, they fought back in 2018. He lost Mung- the decision. Liam Smith versus Munguia. Yep. Oh. Back in 2018, they fought. I'll have, to, I'll have to double check that. But uh, anyway, I want to see Liam Smith in there with some of the bigger names because the division is very thin, and he is now a new player. That's the beauty of boxing. You get a big knockout, well, th- and now you're in the mix. I think he's also a better fighter at 60 at this stage of his career. You know, he um, he looked very solid. I mean, he definitely looked smaller than Eubank, but Eubank is a, is a big 60. And, you know, obviously, Mungia, right. um, uh, uh, Smith has been coming up from 54, but I think he stayed there for too long. Uh, his last two fights have been at 60. He got two stoppages. Uh, you know, one of them obviously being Eubank. So, yeah, I think, I think yeah, he's got a resurgence in his career. You know, he's got this new weight class. Um, you know, there's a lot of fights for him out there. But I kind of like, I like the 34, the older, the 34-year-old fighter fighting other older guys. You know, fighting the younger guys, it's, it's another, it's just another uphill battle when you have to go back down and fight those guys in their 20s when you're in your mid-30s but there are guys in that weight class that he can fight the the eubank rematch you've got the triple g who's 41 years old and so you've got these guys that are you know at at upper upper levels of their of their age and their careers that smith can fight and 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 make good fights with yeah charlo is same age as liam smith or right around there he just yeah i think he's 33 or 30 Right, or is he, he's is around he there. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. He's not young, that's for sure, and he's not active. So I have a very hard time, uh, like rating Charlo. I have a very hard time figuring him out. I have a very hard time putting him in this discussion, to be honest, because he's just you just don't. I have no clue what's going on yeah. with this guy's career, and it's a shame because he's one of my favorite fighters to watch. He's mm-hmm. he super building talented. a great. Yeah, he's building a profile. I don't know about resume, but fans were, were new of him. You know, his brother is outshining him. At one, I don't know what's going on with Jamal Charles. So it's like this is just goes back to the division being such a like a weird mess. Uh, but obviously, I think Golovkin, if I can, would I want to see next for Smith? Like a, like a top three it would be Golovkin, number one. I would say Munguia rematch, number two, because I think Munguia is a lot has gotten better since 2018. Obviously, Smith yeah. has gotten better. Munguia, is, uh, he's tough. He's really, really good. Yeah. Not really want to see a rematch, but I wouldn't be opposed to it, whatever. And then Janabek, like, at, at three. So, Smith is probably going to go for the biggest money fights. And Golovkin, at that stadium in the summer, is the most amount of money that Smith can make, right? At, least at, at this age, you just... Yeah. It's newfound money for, for Smith. This is a guy that was teetering out, moved up to 160, and then started knocking people out. And now all of a sudden there's people are clamoring to watch him fight. I did not know he was that big of a ticket seller too. No, nor, nor I, but I mean, they've got the, the whole family, the whole family fights. There's like and 20 has of them. <laughs> yeah. They, they're, they're all top level contenders, if not champions. And so, I mean, that, 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 that goes together with it too. I mean, you, you build a fan base together. Um, you've got that name, you've, you've got your brother fighting. So it's, you kind of get pulled into all of each one of the, each one, fights you kind of get pulled into the marketing of that so it's going to help get your name out there yeah but I, literally if you think about it paul smith who's the oldest brother fought andre ward <clears throat> Callum smith fought canelo yep. and and uh his brother liam, well, liam smith also, also fought canelo and could potentially yeah. fight triple g so that's not bad for these smith bros the fight the fighting smiths yeah so all right that's pretty much it uh a really good fight in uh uh the middleweight division 
we'll see what's next for each guy. If the rematch uh gets or Eubank activates the rematch clause, see what's next for Smith. Fun times. I love an upset. Plus nine fifty upset. Don't you love that? Love it. Love it. It's it, it, we were we were texting each other like, oh man, I back and forth. Whoa. <laughs> That's why you watch the fights because on paper you said this is a Eubank win. On paper you said yeah. Uh, this will probably go the distance, and then you get yourself a nice fourth round knockout. Exact Suddenly, yeah. we're talking about Liam Smith fighting Golovkin in the summer, and now we have a fun fight potentially down down the line. Good stuff. I always, think, I think either way we have a fun fight, whether we have the rematch or we have Triple G or or one of those other top middleweight guys. I think I think we got a fun fight coming up. That's what I mean. A little life breathed into this stagnant stagnant division. All right, friends, uh, thank you so much for watching. Like and subscribe to the Inside Boxing Live channel. We have shows every Monday and Thursday and some fun stuff coming on the way. We out.